In today's episode, we're speaking to Gabby Abrams. Gabby is a lawyer turned RTT practitioner and a business coach. She truly believes that each entrepreneur can have the success and impact they desire and they can do it their own way. As a fellow lawyer, I'm super excited to be speaking to Gabby to find out how she transformed her life by working on her mindset. Let's speak to Gabby and find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? I am super, super excited. We have the amazing, the gorgeous, the sexy, the young and the vibrant Gabby Abrams. Welcome, Gabby. You're so excited to have you here. Hi. Oh my God. I love that intro so much. And I'm so excited to be here with you. Just the you best see, energy. I'm so excited to have you. So as you guys have already heard from the intro, Gabby is a fellow uh, fellow lawyer. And me being a lawyer, I, I got extra excited when I have another lawyer on, on, the, on, the call, on the call with me. I think so few of you, but honestly, I think I miss my lawyer, my fellow lawyer. So it's so exciting to have you. So how are you, Gabby? I am great. Um, we had such a good time reminiscing about the New York bar exam, all of this stuff. We were both New York lawyers. So yes. Amazing. A small world, isn't it? A small world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, right. So Gabby, so we've had your intro. Um, we know what you've achieved so far, but tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do. So what I do now is I am a subconscious success coach. So I work with women entrepreneurs and I help them unblock all of their subconscious obstacles to success, whether it's money blocks, visibility blocks, imposter syndrome, or lack of clarity. There's always something going on under the surface. Wow. What an, what an amazing thing. And isn't it funny? We both do very similar work. And I use, you use hypnosis and I use energy tools, but we use different modalities, but do the exact same thing. So I work, focus on, on money blocks, but obviously that entails, um, you know, everything that blocks you from success using different modality, but it's, it's funny how two lawyers have come together doing the exact same thing using different modalities. Isn't that funny? I love it. And there are not that many of us, right? There are not that many intuitive minded lawyer, former lawyers. Former lawyers, right? right. I yeah. mean, you never stop being a lawyer. We, we, I mean, I'm still a member of the New York Bar, bar Council or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then English, the English Bar, um, yeah, the English Bar, bar Council. I'm still, part, I'm still a member of all of that. You never stop being a lawyer. And even if now something happens to you and I, if you do something naughty, we'll get reprimanded by our rep- respective um, yeah. <laughs> societies but anyway that's another conversation so tell us Gabby how did you get into this I mean walk us through your journey and what led you to this path it's I know mine was a very interesting journey but talk us through your journey how does a lawyer who's you know who's in the I think you were in immigration and so forth come into an area which is so completely opposite and being a lawyer you're very logical very you know left brain kind of person how do you come into this right brain centered you know healing sort of area yeah and interestingly enough even before being a lawyer I had done pre-med so I have a background in science I have a science degree I did biology and chemistry so even more, even more so, right? <laughs> I, 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 
I'm going to say something here. It's so funny you say that, Gabby, because, you know, before I did my law degree, I did my, for my A-levels, I did all sciences, chemistry, biology, maths, double maths. I'm a, <laughs> I did all sciences too. So we don't have a pre-med here, but we have to do science A-levels to go into medicine. I was going to go into medicine. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. You know, I find that I bring it into my work so yeah. much now, like a surprising amount. And same thing with law, because, you know, I was talking to someone um, and we were talking about selling and we were talking about persuasive writing. Yeah. And she was like, I bet as a lawyer, you're so used to writing that way, right? Like in mm-hmm. this way that is like, yeah. this is what you, you know, this is, this is the answer. But also I'm really cognizant of all the other arguments for yeah. why this might yeah. not be the answer. Yeah. And I'm going to dispel them here, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that, right? We are always using all of these skills. Of course, but, yes. But so I ended up here kind of similar to you, right? When I had my first son, I realized that I was not going to go back to law. Right. Um, that it is you know, my job, it, I couldn't really justify having a full-time nanny. And if I wanted to to really go all in on my career, it was just going to be more than, than yeah, I was willing I agree. to get. Yeah. I don't think, husband, I don't think yeah. people appreciate how much of a sacrifice as a mother you have to do if you want to be in a corporate career. It's just, there's, a, especially with young yeah. children, you do sacrifice quite a bit and you're never really either here or there. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in New York City, you know, mm. I, my husband was a corporate was in corporate law in New York at the same time. And and so both of us working until midnight, it just was not going to mm. wasn't going to work. No, it, it just wasn't going to work. Um, so I found myself at home with my son. And by like month two, I was just like, I need to do something. <laughs> I, <gotta laughs> I know. Do something. I, I know. I understand that. Yeah. And at this point, I was telling myself, like, well, I'll go back to law at some point when he's one, when he's two. And and so I thought that I was just going to start like this placeholder thing. I started designing stationery. I opened up a stationery shop, an online stationery shop, and I started doing design, design work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that turned into a business and it was a really successful business. Um, so I started, so it was a six figure business that I had for five years. And what I found was that entrepreneurship was like, the biggest mindset struggle. Wow. Yes, it is. That I had ever gone through in my life. <laughs> I agree. And, and so I stumbled on all of this for myself, right? Mm. As an entrepreneur, as, as an entrepreneur who suddenly realized that I had so many money blocks. Yeah. That I had huge imposter syndrome. Yeah. And it's interesting because because all of that, it gets masked when you're working, in, yeah, you know, when you, when you have a nine to five or when you're in corporate, because you, you can focus on external achievements mm. and you never have to deal with what's going on internally. And, yeah. and your, your paycheck is, you know, your paycheck and, and you tell yourself like, oh, it would be so hard to negotiate a raise or this is fine. Yeah. Or, but suddenly when it's all in your control, you realize that there's so much that you need to work through. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think there's another additional factor here. When you're in an employment, in a job, somehow the company you work for and the, the niche, the area you're in, kind of dictate the, your, your salary expectations, where you think you would be at. And so when you come into entrepreneurship, you're determining your value, which is like, oh, really? Am I really worth it? You know, can I do it? And also with your education you can justify it with years of education like I study for 10 11 years and and I've xyz and excelled here and there so I'm justified in getting this but as an entrepreneur what what education is behind me what how do I justify Mm -hmm. it there's no justification there and you yourself don't 
actually know your value at that moment in time. Your value comes from your education or your experience or for something else. I think this is another factor that you know we have to deal with when you when you come when you're working with entrepreneurs. Yeah, and your sense of identity is so wrong. Yes. You know, yes. especially when you go from having something like Oh, I'm a lawyer. And it was like, you know, even though I did immigration law and it wasn't super high paying or people had, they fit me into this box, right? They were like, oh, right. Successful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and then, and I think that once I started saying like, oh, I have my own business, people would just kind of dismiss me. Mm. And and I don't think it was like intentional. I think they just didn't really know where to to fit me. And, And I had young kids and they were like, okay, are you a stay at home mom? Are you a lawyer? Are you a business owner? You know, never mind. I think that people's idea of uh, of a young mother working on a business is like you know the the the, the Mary Kay you know the idea of having a Mary Kay mm-hmm. business on the side business that mm-hmm. that side hustle thing that's the image they have in their mind oh she's doing yeah. a little bit on the side at home but she's really just a full time mom and yeah you are a full time mom but you're also a full time business owner but people have difficulty accepting that idea I think with yeah. the online uh, business people are becoming more aware of the fact that women can actually women and men both actually not just women women and men both can run businesses but the average person still has the thing in mind she must be selling Mary Kay or something like that yeah, yeah and that was exactly kind of the response that I got you mm. know was was exactly what you described this idea that I would you know people would tell me like that's so nice that you get to stay home with your kids mm. You know, you're doing a great thing. Like, what a sacrifice. And I was like, no, I am making money and I want to make money, you know, Um, and and being home with my kids was amazing. It was Mm. a huge perk. And that flexibility is amazing. But at the end of the day, I was also building something. Yeah, of course. Of course. And you're building also working on your mindset at the same time, because uh, I think one thing that we realize once you come out of the corporate world is you determine how much money you're going to make. You know, it could mm-hmm. be six figures, seven figures, eight figures, not your job. Well, you're in employment. Your job determines how much you make on, on this yeah. glass ceiling to where you can get to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that for me was the, was the biggest thing, right? Starting to wrap my mind around um, this idea that it could be more than six figures. It could yeah. be more than seven figures. Yeah. And and the more work I started to do around there, that's what ultimately led me into, into energy work, into hypnosis, into uh, money healing, all of this kind of stuff was because I started to do that work on myself and expand my own mindset. And then I, I discovered rapid transformational therapy. I had a session done for me mm-hmm. and, and I loved it. I really, really loved it. And I noticed such a big shift after. Um, and so I got certified in it and I transitioned into coaching and working with other women entrepreneurs and, and it's been the greatest thing. So I got certified a year ago. So I've been doing it by now. Marissa Peer, is it? By Marissa mm-hmm. Peer? Yeah, Marissa okay. Peer. <clears throat> okay. So okay, I got certified more. a year ago. No, yeah, she's amazing. Yes, I've, I've heard of her. Um, she's, I think she's UK. She's British. I think she's Yeah, British. she's British. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then how did that, how did you go from owning a business, which was a uh, stationary online shop mm-hmm. to actually having a coaching business around hypnosis? And how did you let go of, I mean, I think this is one of the biggest transitions as well. Even when you're selling products as a stationery shop, you still are selling physical objects. Yes. You're not selling your own services. Yes. That transition is a huge transition. Mm-hmm. And knowing what to price your services at. Okay, so I know mm-hmm. how much, you know, four pencils are supposed to cost because, you know, I know my supplier, I know my profit margin, I know what to do. How do you... You know, how did you how did you work on your mindset to say, okay, well, if you're going to have a session with me, it's going to charge this much, and I know the transformation I offer, so I think we need five sessions or six sessions, and this is what the price will be. How did you how did you work on that? 
Yeah, it's been, it was a, a next level, right? Mm-hmm. I, I started doing this work as a, as a product-based business, but once I shifted into coaching and once I shifted into doing hypnotherapy, it was a next level. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, and not just that, but like the imposter syndrome of saying, um, you know, now people are paying you really for your ideas and for the way that you think and for your energy and for all kinds of intangibles, right. It's it's more than the 60 minute session or the 90 minute session or the 120 minute session or whatever it is that you offer. It's not the time. And I think that that's the hardest thing to wrap your mind around, right. That you're not trading minutes. You're not selling minutes. You're selling something bigger, you're selling a transformation and, and lots of imposter syndrome comes up and it comes up yeah. at every single level. I've grown my business really quickly. And I find that every time that I up level, all of this stuff comes up again. Yeah. Every time that you raise your prices, all of this stuff comes up again. It never really goes away. You just get really good at collapsing the time around it, yeah. collapsing the time that it sets you back, you know, and, and you get really, really good at, at keeping your mind on track and telling yourself like, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not letting myself go there. I mean, I think this is very important to remember that you know, as you're putting your price, as you're increasing the price, the value you give to your client has also increased. I was, sp- I was speaking to someone mm-hmm. about this yesterday. I found that every time I up my prices, the value I give to my clients ends up being more, mm-hmm. and they receive more. And I, and the reason for it, we, you and I would understand this because we both do work with energy, mm-hmm. because when you when they are paying me more they're able to receive more from me. Mm-hmm. Exchange of energy is that level. And that's what people, most people can't get their head around. If you're charging $100 for a service or you're charging 10000 there's a big difference in energy and what the person's able to receive. And this is why doing something for free for a lot of people is useless because they don't, they don't receive anything. They just mm-hmm. don't receive anything. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, I think that that's absolutely right. And even for us, you know, it, I, I got to a certain point where I realized okay, if I want to be doing the best job that I can possibly do, then I need to be charging more. I need to expand into that level. Mm. You know, we cap ourselves and then, you know, become, especially for, you know, if you are a high achiever, you know, you, you start charging and then you get used to it and you start being able to show up and, and do, you know, not really push yourself to get there. So it's really about, you know, pricing is also about pushing yourself, about growing, expanding Mm. yourself and and them on the other end, you know, every time that I invest higher in, in working with someone that I invest more than I've invested before, it's an expansion. Yeah, it is an expansion. So what would you, what advice would you give to someone who's currently maybe in, in a similar position to you and I um, in the corporate world, maybe even fellow lawyers listening to this? I think I'm sure there are plenty of lawyers listening to this as well, because um, most of our audience tends to be either people who are still in the corporate world or those who've transitioned from the corporate world into entrepreneurship. What advice would you give to someone who's either transitioning over mm-hmm. or thinking about it and thinks, well, how do I let go of my identity as as an employee, as a lawyer, as a doctor, as a, um, uh, I don't know, as an uh, architect or as an accountant? And how do I embrace my gifts? You know, it's okay, Gould, that you and, you know, Gabby, you've done it. You both have uh, embraced your intuitive gifts. How do I even recognize that I have any? What advice would you give to someone like that? So I think the first thing is really wrap your mind around the fact that you will make more money and you will have more growth and you will enjoy yourself more when you are doing something that you love. Agreed. And that's just true across the board, right? I found that to be my experience. Let go of the societal expectations. For me, that was such a huge money block. This idea, first of all, having switched out of medicine and Mm -hmm. and just believing, you know, medicine was the path to success, right? And if Mm -hmm. I wasn't a doctor, I wasn't successful. And then going into law and being and, and leaving law and saying, well, now I'm not a doctor and 
and I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to be successful in having my own business and having all of these ideas around what it meant to be a young mom with her own business and this idea of like, yeah. you know, selling makeup door to door, right? Mm-hmm. And and really, really working through my own expectations of what my money story was going to look like mm-hmm. and rewriting that, you know, and, and really looking around. That's the other thing surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do. Once I surrounded myself with people that were making, you know, multi six figures, seven figures, eight figures. And I started to see that it was possible to do that Mm -hmm. as a business owner. That to me was really, really, really liberating. Agreed. Agreed. I think this is, I think I can't remember um, which grade leader said this, but you know, there's a saying that the the amount of money you make is the average of the five closest people next to you. So if you're surrounded with people who are still in the employed world and are earning maybe a high corporate work income, but it's still corporate income, I mean, that's taxed as well. Something people don't realize in corporate world, you're taxed so much. When you have your own business, you pay business expenses first. And then you, then you, you know, your profits come after. So it's, yeah. even that is a, is a big mindset change. And you know, you're, you're paying the taxman after you've paid all the expenses. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are, who income is determined by the HR department, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get very far. On the other hand, if you are around people who are ambitious, who want to get the Bentley, who want to go on the seven star cruise for the next three months, or who are, who, who want to open the monastery in, I don't know, in Tibet, yeah. or who want to go and help the kids in, um, in, in Philippines and, you know, start a school in, in, um, um, in China, whatever, all these things, ambitious, uh, ambitious that most entrepreneurs have. And the worst people I meet tend to be these really ambitious entrepreneurs who want to make a ton of money and then don't go and do philanthropic work in these remote parts of the world. That's the kind of things that drives them. Okay. That's what drives you then, isn't it? It gives you like, oh, well, he can do it. She can do it. I can do it. Cause there's so much yeah. difference between me and them. We're just as capable. We just have different talents. Yeah. This is what you need. Absolutely. And it's really about surround, you know, and that, and you brought up something really important too, which I've, I've started telling my clients, if you want to do, you know, if your goal is to create global change, surround yeah. yourself with global change makers, exactly. surround yourself with the yeah. people that are actually making a difference, that are building the schools, that are funding these projects. Yeah. Because until then, you don't realize it until you're there and you start making a lot of money and you start donating and then it feels like you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's another block, right? You need to work through all of this stuff that is going to keep you stuck. If you tell yourself, well, I made all this money and now I'm not making a difference. You're going to dry up your, your income. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You need to keep yourself moving. You need to know your why. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons I, I say quite a bit, I'm probably the most ambitious person I know, because, but even though my own needs, okay, are probably quite high from the average person, but from the <laughs> most, most entrepreneurs I meet, my needs are very limited. One nice car, Bentley, and a nice house, which I live in already. So that's it. That's my needs taken care of. So, But why am I so driven? Why do I want to achieve the next level? Because I want to do all these things that other people mm-hmm. need to do. And I have yet to experience. I give, obviously I give, but not as much as I want to. I'm not mm-hmm. making the kind of difference that I want to. That's mm-hmm. my why. So exactly what you said, you need to know and understand what is your real why. Money yeah. drives, I mean, as much as you and I both work on money, you know that money after a certain level doesn't give you that ambition anymore. It doesn't Mm-mm. It doesn't do much for you. Having material goods and material comforts, absolutely important to a certain level. Once you hit that, how many clothes can you wear? How many cars can you drive? How many houses yeah. can you live in? Yeah. After that, it's the contribution back into the world and saying yeah. that your life has a meaning that is what drives people. And this is what we're aiming for. But the, the path to it is through getting, making sure that you're comfortable with money for yourself first. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it really starts now, right? It's, it starts with, you know, um, starting to, to figure out what you want that to look like. Giving can look so many different ways and global change can look so many different ways. And it's really about figuring out, okay, what is important to you? What is it that you want to start doing? I've started like paying for strangers groceries at the grocery store. That makes Mm -hmm. me happy. And it's just such a fun way for me to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's really about like doing it on, on the small scale, on a smaller scale. I started out giving people, you know, when they were struggling, $20, $50, a hundred dollars. And, and now more, right. And and it's just about steadily growing along with your own expansion. Yeah. I think that, I think as when you're, when you're able to help other people, and this is one of the, when I I talk about this in my cash flow master system, one of the accounts is, is, is about giving. You can't give unless you have, I think when you start giving, that's when you realize how much you have Mm -hmm. and it allows you to grow. It also makes you feel better. And I'm sure when you've done this, for, you know, for the stranger in the course mm-hmm. store, you felt good way after the person had walked away. Yeah. And it felt, and you, when you remember mm-hmm. it, you're like, I feel so good about myself. It elevates your energy. And guess what? It brings in more abundance into you as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be <laughs> beneficial for you, not just once, but pay some dividends upon dividends upon dividends, your happiness, and as well as telling the universe, universe, I have money, I gave it, I'm so happy about it. And the universe goes, oh, really? Let me give you some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's all energy. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. Okay, so this has been a really, really, really amazing um, conversation. Just tell us then, so how long have you been doing this and what kind of clients do you work with now? So I've been doing this now for a year. I got certified um, back in May and it's been great. I I work with all kinds of levels really because the work that I do is subconscious. So I work with entrepreneurs that are starting out and I work with entrepreneurs that are at seven figures um, and everybody in between, just because I find that, that these, you know, this affects everyone at, at all kinds of different levels. Um, But it's, it's been, it's been great. As you know, it's so rewarding. It's so incredible. Um, And to see how fast you can grow once you work through all of this stuff yourself because yeah. we're constantly healing. Yeah. yeah right? You have to constantly and, and work on yourself. Constantly. And especially when you're doing the kind of work that we do because our clients benefit from our expansion. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the bigger, the more you are expanded, the more clients you can serve and the more energy you can hold for them because you have to hold the energy for them. Yes. And this is why you have to grow in order to be able to serve your clients. Yeah. And the bigger you can think, the, the more space you can hold for them to think big. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. to see, really embrace that limitless, limitlessness. But it starts with us. Agreed. Definitely. And so does. it's constantly doing that work, constantly oh, yeah. doing the healing. Fabulous. Fabulous. So Gabby, tell us, um, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? So my website is www.gabbyabrams.com. G-A-B-Y-A-B-R-A-M-S. And I actually have a great money mindset rewiring recording that, that anybody listening can download. It's mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. and you can get started today. And, and so you listen to that one daily and it'll really help you rewire your thoughts. I find that money mindset, it's really about your energy. It's your thoughts. It's, you know, your heart, it's healing your heart. It's healing your chakras. It's everything. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And so, the, so, so this is, um, you know, but I think it really starts with, with your feelings around money and, and the way that you think about it too. So this will help you rewrite that money story. Wonderful. Wonderful. So do we have the link for that as well? Yes. Okay. So those listening to you, this on the podcast or the, the link the, the, to download this money rewiring um, meditation and the link to Gabby and all her um, her social media links will be given um, in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, then 
down below in the description section. Again, we'll have all the links that Gabby just mentioned and of course to her social media um, platforms as well. Do go check her out. She's a fellow lawyer and doing something amazing. I've had so much fun talking to her, not off, off camera and on camera, off camera, we're obviously <laughs> talking about the New York bar exams. That's just yeah. reminiscing from all those times and how hard they were. They were bloody hard, weren't they? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they were they were good fun, and um, they got us to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we have to have you back, Gabby. We're gonna have you back on hockey's because this conversation is to continue. We need to carry on. You are so much fun to talk to. So we will have Gabby back on Main Talkies. And then on Main Talkies, Gabby will teach us a specific strategy to work on our mindset so we can have better businesses. Thank you so much for being oh, such excited. an amazing guest, Gabby. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a fabulous host. Thank you so much. And for those listening, thank you so much for joining me. I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing how uh, sharing their life and telling us how they changed their life by working on their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gore Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.